Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever, game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Definitely go check them out, see what they have. It's always fun to just browse the website and see what's out there. I do the same thing uh, all the time with like houses. Yeah, I'll go on Zillow. I can't afford that house. I'll still take a look at it. The RVs, I'll still go take a look at it. And funny thing about them. I can't afford one. <laughs> so definitely check them out at midamericarv.com. A great show for you today. A lot of football as usual. Uh, a lot of buzz about Jim Harbaugh, Antonio Brown, Baker Mayfield. We'll also recap the fantasy football season. And on Wednesdays, we play a game called Would You Rather? And you can leave those for us on twitter.com. At us, it's at mellow, M-E-L-L-O, or at underscore big country on Twitter, or just go to at Miked Up, and you can at us on there as well. We love to interact with our listeners. Uh, makes my job easier. Makes our jobs, both of us, our jobs easier, and it's just more fun that way. A lot of questions from the listeners today, but let's start with this Jim Harbaugh news. I think it is, I think it's interesting. Bruce Feldman yesterday, after we were done recording, kind of broke news that there's interest, not only from Jim Harbaugh, but also from the NFL about maybe him going back to the NFL, where he was he was fairly successful before he went back to Michigan. Yeah, I mean, he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, which is great. That's awesome. You love to see it. And he did it with Alex Smith and then Colin Kaepernick. So it's kind of one of those situations where, let's say he goes to Vegas. Can you do that with Derek Carr? If you go to Chicago, can you do it with Justin Fields? My only thing with it is, is this him just leaving Michigan on a good note? Because, like, hey, we haven't beat Ohio State. We finally did it this year. Granted, we just got obliterated in the college football playoff game against Georgia, but like, let's ignore that we beat Ohio State. I had to take a pay cut this year as well. If I go to the NFL, maybe I make some of that money back, and I'm back there. Yeah. And also, wasn't there a bad ending between him and the ownership in San Francisco? Is that the reason why he left or got fired? I don't remember I don't exactly remember how that I played out. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a good ending there. But also, I, didn't he work with Trent Baalke? Who's the GM of the Jaguars? Who was in San Francisco? I think they that have is a head right. coaching vacancy. I don't, I don't see that one fitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other two names that you do mention, there's a lot of buzz about the Raiders, and that that could be the interesting spot. I think that one kind of fits, and the Chicago Bears, where he played for a little while. I think that one's a great fit for Jim Harbaugh. Another Honestly, coming home situation. <laughs> yeah, like the prodigal son returns again, but this time somewhere else. Uh, I do. I think that that would be an interesting fit for him and maybe a good one. I think you also have to wonder, is this just the same thing we saw with every other head coach? Is this Jim Harbaugh's agent saying, hey, by the way, the Bears want my guy? You know that pay cut that he took and then took us to the playoffs? We want it back. We want our money back. So I, I'm always a little bit leery of what's what's really going on here behind the scenes. That's is a it a pay point. raise or is it interest? <laughs> and like I said, that's a good point because, I mean, he hasn't been great at Michigan. Like this is the best year they've had since he's been there. We can all recognize that. But, I mean, he's still been pretty good at developing players and getting good quality players from Michigan to the NFL that are making an impact. 
and he's done well in terms of recruiting from at least my understanding because they stay relevant. I mean, Michigan, it's a blue yeah. blood. Like people love to go. They want to go there. The helmet itself is amazing. And then Jim Harbaugh is likable enough to keep bringing in talent and have them competing. And now you beat Ohio state. Maybe it's just taken this long to kind of get to the same level as them or Ohio state just kind of had a down year and yeah. well, we had to completely start up, <laughs> which I think might be more hit. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, if you're Harbaugh, do you, do you want to pay raise in Michigan and have to deal with the, that stress of beating Michigan State and Ohio State every year? Because, I mean, Mel Tucker just signed a massive deal. Day's getting a ton of money himself, and he's doing fantastic at Ohio State. Maybe this is a good opportunity for you to go to the NFL and just go, I'm out on the high note. Remember the yeah. good times, that last season, see you later. And I think one thing with college football, uh, we've been talking about it a lot this week especially, is how much it's changing. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for these coaches. I mean, you're going to living rooms of these 17-, 18-year-old kids, making promises to them. You think that you got them and they're committed to Michigan. Then almost every year you almost have to recruit your locker room too to be like, hey, stay. Don't leave in the transfer portal. We need you to stay. You're part of our future here. So you're recruiting high school kids every year. You're recruiting your own locker room to stay and not join the transfer portal and, you know, there are probably some kids where you have to talk to them every year about the NFL drafts. Like, hey, are you going to go? Are you going to leave? What's best for you? So the college head coaching in college football, I think, is more stressful now than it has ever been. It, it's absolutely ridiculous what these guys are going through. And even if you are, like, in favor of the transfer portal and name image likeness, I think you have to admit it's very stressful. You don't have to deal with that in the NFL. You have a GM that deals with all of that, with free agent signing and building your team. All you have to do is coach, and you got to do it a lot. You're probably going to be in your office for you know, 12 hours a day, but you don't have to go and suck up to these 17- and 18-year-old <laughs> kids. So I think that's a big difference that I, I don't think I could do it. Well, I mean, even like we look at the transfer portals being the same thing as free agency in the NFL, right? But like with free agency, that's a that's a whole certain time period in the offseason. That's yeah. very like regulated. This, of, this right, transfer this portal is like, opens, yeah. Yeah, in the transfer portal, it's like you could be week three in the season. This quarterback's like, I'm not playing. F you, deuces, I'm out of here. And it's like if you're a coach of another program, it's like, oh, I guess we better start recruiting this kid because, you know, this might be our quarterback this year's last season. He can come in and be our quarterback right. now. And I feel like that's just as stressful. Or if you're the coach of that current team, it's like, well, we just lost our quarterback for next year. Let's go find another one. I do wonder if the NCAA will reach a point, though, where they do kind of regulate the time span of when you can recruit for the transfer portal. One of these college programs, I hope it's the one we're a fan of, the Texas Longhorns, because they have a shitload of money. They need to hire somebody and be like, okay, you are a GM now. Like, I know they have recruiting coordinators. That job has become more important. Now you are the recruiting coordinator of high school and college because you've got to be looking at it. Like, when you look at pro football, they have a scouting department for their scouting, these college kids that are coming out, but there's also a scouting department that says, you're going to scout NFL guys, and you're going to see if any of these guys are a fit for what we do. you got to start running your program like the NFL, yeah. where you you have a guy that's recruiting, and he's in charge of high school kids. You've got a guy that's in charge of your own locker room, but also other teams. That's, I think that's the best way to do it. That's a heck of an idea. I mean, I'm pretty point. smart. You are. Yeah. But I mean, somebody Send him a message to. and be like, hey, you guys, you guys need someone to do this. Like I know a guy, and like point at yourself. No, I have just an idea, man. I don't think I can handle that <laughs> job. <laughs> but there's so that many, would be brutal. You know, like an Alabama of the world. There's so much money there. They bring in literally guys that were head coaches in the NFL go be an offensive coordinator at Alabama. <laughs> you might have to start doing the same thing with front office guys. Like, hey, you're a great scout. 
come be our GM here for this team. And that's going to help out the NFL because it's like, well, we have guys who have experience being general managers and how to handle this stuff mm-hmm. and somewhat of a salary cap situation. Come come manage our team. Yeah, you're going to work hand-in-hand hand with our boosters. Yeah. You're going to manage our – it's not a salary cap. You're going to manage our budget <laughs> and what we have here, and you're going to work our deals. This is what we have in place for our offensive linemen. They each get fifty grand or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Now go find us a quarterback to go with it. The budget for the quarterback room is about a million dollars. At the big programs, anyway. But I yeah. do. I think that's the way that you have to handle it. And maybe Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, is getting kind of sick of it. And maybe it, I actually I think I tweeted this the other day, and somebody told me that Jim Harbaugh wasn't on the hot seat. Which uh, do you watch football? Uh, this dude had to take a pay cut this year. Yeah, I don't familiar? know how much hotter that seat but is. Yeah, it was definitely very hot, at least warm at a minimum. And then he took a pay cut. So I do wonder if even maybe he's a little fed up with Michigan. I was like, hey, uh, you kind of did me wrong here. I had a very good season. Maybe he's ready to move on. You know, I, was, I always thought it would be Michigan that fired Jim Harbaugh. Maybe he's a step ahead. Because yeah. I don't even know, like – what it's going to take for him to stay around long term. Yeah, and I mean, kind of, if you're Michigan, like, and I know the obvious answer to this is, like, to win a championship, but, like, what is your future plans for Michigan? Like, do you really think you can eventually get to a point where you're competing for a national championship every single year? I mean, that's Ohio State's goal. We know that, but, I mean, they have one down year, and it's like, ooh, we don't know. Well, then you watch them reload in a Rose Bowl game with just about the quarterback and every receiver that they have and not their starters – and the defense looked like it got a little bit better as the season went on, not much. But like but in Michigan, can you like compete with that year in and year out? And now you're losing your best defensive players. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson gone. Uh, their other pass rusher, he declared for the draft as well. Yeah. Hey, and you're like, going to lose again, a lot on that team. You're not Ohio State where you get a Bosa brother, then another you know, D-end, and then Chase Young, and then another Bosa brother, however the mixture went. It's like you're not getting that. Like That's tough to do. It's crazy to see some of these programs like Michigan that were so good when I was a kid. Like, they were the blue blood. They were at the top, and USC was at the top, and Tennessee. Now they're just all kind of irrelevant. Tennessee was at the top? Oh, yeah. They had paid Manning. Like, that wasn't like a fluky deal. Like, they were on top. They were a powerhouse. And then paid Manning went there? They joined them, and they continued success. So I've literally never known Tennessee to be good in my entire life. Did you know that the year after Peyton Manning left, Tennessee won the national championship? That is almost today's years old learning that. <laughs> yeah. He stayed Holy for shit. all four years at Tennessee. People don't talk about this very much. Uh, after his junior year, he could have left and went to the NFL and been the first overall pick. The Jets were picking first overall. and He was like, nah. I'm going back for my senior season. He almost Trevor There's Lawrence no shit. reason for him to go back his senior season. Uh, and then he does. They don't win the national championship. He leaves. He's a senior. He graduates. And then a guy by the name of T. Martin led them to a national championship. And they were still good early in the 2000s. And then it really just fell off to where 26-year-olds don't even know that they were ever good. 
Yeah, like I seriously, I, I who was it? I think I saw something on the other day on TV. Where it was like, you know, Tennessee, like you know, top powerhouse school. And I was like, Tennessee, like why the fuck does anyone care about Tennessee? And what bowl game they're in and their checkered end zones and that ugly looking too bright orange? Like get yep. out of here! And then like I see the stadium and I was like, actually, if I was recruit and I went here and I saw all this, would be kind of cool. And I'm sitting here kind of like shit talking the checkered end zones. I'm sure it's cool to see in person, and yep. I'm sure they've got great tradition. But for the last 20 years, I've not seen it well, like, no one at has. all. Yeah, no one has. I can remember even as a kid when I started to become a Texas fan around here, southwest Missouri. We're really close to Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas. We're down here in the corner. I would see stuff that said UT on it and be like, wait a second, is that the right orange? What UT pillow am I, <laughs> yeah. am I about to buy? Or like my mom would come home and be like, I got you a Texas shirt. And I'm like, mm, that's Tennessee, actually. <laughs> so like it was easier in this area to find Tennessee stuff than it was Texas stuff. Wow. Which is wild. And then, also, you know, why are they volunteers? Uh, is that not a Civil War thing? May, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like the, okay. all the volunteers that fought. Kind of like the Missouri Tigers. I immediately think, oh, high school FFA, I'm going to volunteer to clean this highway. <laughs> No, that's also how old some of these universities are. They're like, ah, oh, we just finished this war. Let's, uh, that's our mascot. <laughs> yeah. The Missouri Tigers are another one. I'm sure there's a ton. Yeah. This is not Tell the Truth Tuesday, but I, I said yesterday I'm getting super into Westerns. Right now, I'm really into that era of history. The Civil War? And it's war? all because of the television series, um, 1883. It's like Civil War and then after. I'm super into it. I'm so what, yeah, you did say this yesterday, and I kind of went back and listened to the episode a little bit yesterday to make sure everything was good. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, hey, absolutely. Uh, what Westerns are you watching or have been watching? Um, I, so I did a search for Tyler Sheridan, who mm. is the writer of Yellowstone in 1883. Yeah, if you watch 1883, you know, because it's created, written, and directed yeah. by. Mm. So uh, I love what I've seen so far in 1883. One of my favorite video games of all time is Red Dead Redemption, same time period. But I looked up his movies, and what's it called? Wind River, which is kind of a Western. It's not from that era, though. It was really good. Um, Hell or High Water was another one I watched. I spent a lot of my break watching TV. <laughs> and this, it makes sense on why you came as in the As soon as Madden wouldn't year. work, uh, fuck it, I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> Tyler Sheridan. And then I got super into um, the History Channel. I'm that typical Midwestern white male who's just like, let's watch a 10-part series over Westward Expansion. The shit that I didn't care about in school where I was like taking naps through history class and like the great history teacher that we had uh-huh. that would just be barking out this information at us. Like, nope, I'm going to sleep. Now I'm super into it. I'm going to see if I can just volunteer at a high school and go sit in for a class. <laughs> like, what are you guys teaching about? Westward expansion? I'm in. Let me, I'll sit in the back. I'll audit the classroom. I will be honest. I have been getting very interested in like the westward expansion uh-huh. because like watching 1883, it was, hey, like we're in Texas, then in Oklahoma. After that, it's not the fucking United States anymore. That's not free territory. Yeah, you're in that's where the Indians are. So you need to get your shit together. And I was just uh-huh. like, oh my god, that's right. Like in this time period, da 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 da. Yeah. So I'm just as interested as well. I've started going back even further too of like expansion west of the Appalachian Mountains. 
it's I I don't want to turn this into a podcast about westward expansion, but it's I'm into it. I'm full in. <laughs> That's why I've been wearing my cowboy boots all week. I, yeah, just call me ranch dressing because I had the boots. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> but we do we, uh, we watch football here too <laughs> and um baker mayfield uh, made it official yesterday where he will not play in the last game of the season i do get this uh, and may, i think this is just me being honest again i'll just tell the truth for some reason i don't like it i don't like that he amount announced to the media like oh i probably won't play like i have a lot to consider it just it came off the wrong way yeah. If this were some other player, though, I do wonder how I would feel about it. You know, if like, oh, our season's done for, I've been kind of banged up, not going to play in the last game. I would probably be like, yeah, makes sense. But for some reason, I think it's the fact, not even that it's Baker Mayfield, but the fact that he did, said it to the media. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like a lot of his altercations or interactions with the media come off in a way that's like unintended or just to be honest, kind of like a douchebag where he's just this cocky, entitled guy because he no longer has that chip on his shoulder. And that's why people loved him. You know what I mean? Going from Texas Tech to Oklahoma, you know, first player to be a walk-on and start every game at university, go from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. That's great. And then you become the number one pick and it's like, yeah, you're supposed to be the guy now. People see that. And I don't want to say like got to his head, but it just, everyone always just praised him about like, oh, he's such a good leader. Everyone loves him. And I feel like that kind of started to fade off. And then it has with the media. And I think everyone's just kind of fed up with it. So now we reach this point where it's like, actually, I'm just going to sit out the last game. I'm kind of banged up. It's like, well, kind of makes sense. But at the same time, like, we don't really care. This is going to sound so bad, but it almost feels like he kind of had it coming for the way he's acting. Yeah. Like, and I've seen his clip outs of him being on the sideline and like the way that he leads, like hype up his guys. And I've never felt like it's genuine. I always feel like it's an act. Like, I don't feel like we've seen a genuine Baker Mayfield. I feel like it's this is what I'm supposed to be, and this is how I'm supposed to act. This is how I'm supposed to lead instead of just being right. Baker. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. It's like, you know, he likes the idea of being a football player, doesn't really like being a football player, which or is like, probably not true for him, yeah. but that's kind of the way that it, it comes off. And, but, like, even if it were Drew Locke, who the Broncos have been eliminated, if the Broncos came out and were like, we're not playing Drew Locke, he is hurt, he needs this surgery. I probably wouldn't think anything of it. So yeah. I apologize for being biased. I don't well, like Drew Locke probably does need to take the last game off or have surgery because I tweeted it, but like there's a clip from the Los Angeles Chargers who had Derwin James mic'd up for that matchup last week. And there's a play. Mm-hmm. If you find the right video, you go to one minute, 58 seconds. Derwin James comes off the end. The running back that's supposed to be blocking that side does not touch him, and the left tackle does not touch him. And that is a straight shot at the old back of Drew from Locke. From Derwin James. From Derwin James at full speed off the line of scrimmage. And I mean, just decletes this guy head first into the turf in LA. And it was like, man, if that was me, I'm done. Like, I'm like, coach, I'm, <laughs> I'm retiring. Yeah. There's no way I could take a hit like that and get back up and want to throw football again. After that. No, it's, it's a different breed of player that hits the NFL. But, you know, even if a guy like Tua, who the Dolphins have been eliminated, if the Dolphins came out and were like, yeah, oh, we're not playing Tua the last week of the season. He's dealing with whatever uh, left shoulder or right shoulder injury. I'm like, okay. I really think it's just the fact that it came from Baker Mayfield himself. himself. It it felt like he doesn't want to play in this game. And honestly, 
even trying to defend him. Like, I've been there before. It's like, oh, I'm just ready for this season to be over. I'm ready for basketball. I mean, it comes off as him just giving up on the team. Yeah, like, just giving does. up on the season and the situation. Yeah, I, I think the fact that there's uncertainty, too, with his future there makes it even worse. Like, exactly. we could have seen his last game with the Cleveland Browns. We just don't know. Uh, so, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors, not even from, like, credible people, but even just, like, Twitter users of, okay, where are we trading him to? What team's going to take a chance on him? And honestly, I think for Baker Mayfield, a uh, reset might be the best thing for him. Like, yeah. if you if he gets traded or cut or anything like that, I think that resets it and that puts that chip back on his shoulder of, oh, you didn't think I was good enough? Like, I would take a chance on him. If I were another team, like if I'm the Washington Admirals or whatever they're going to be, I'd maybe take a look. Would you do it if you're Sean Payton? Same type of yeah. build as Drew Brees. Of like, course. Hey, done this before with Brees. Let's see if we can do it with you. Yeah. You are. Is Jameis, was that a one-year deal again? I think so. But either way, you know, like a, a team like that, the Saints bring him in. Washington brings him in. Carolina brings him in. If you're the Saints, do you, do you try to go after Russell Wilson? If I'm any team, yeah. <laughs> the Giants, yeah. Saints. Uh, I feel like the Saints probably have a better opportunity because that roster is better. And it's Sean Andy has an offensive line. Yeah, and you have coach, Alvin yeah. Kamara there. You have a good offensive line. You maybe have Michael Thomas. I think if you get Russell kind of Wilson, about him, but he's going to yeah. be like, ooh, this ankle feels good. <laughs> you know what? That surgery really helped that <laughs> yeah. I had midseason. So I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, I will play. You know, Aaron Rodgers is another guy that potentially is going to be available. I saw yesterday and a little bit this morning, too, there, there's a MVP voter who came out and said he will not vote for Aaron Rodgers. I would like to go on record of saying I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I would still vote for him for MVP. <laughs> like, how yeah. ridiculous are you? How petty and childish are you to be like, no, he's the biggest jerk in the NFL. I'm not going to vote for him. Two things there. One, he's not the biggest jerk in the NFL because Antonio Brown is still a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Yep. Two, he deserves it. Like, If you're not going to vote for Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup, the best quarterback in the league this year has been Aaron Rodgers. You have to vote for him. Yeah, and I, I think that's so silly to say, too. Look, I'm not voting for this. Like, is this freaking high school? Oh, he's touchy jerk. I'm not voting for him. That's not what we're asking. Yeah. We're not voting on his personality. I'm a big we're time voting on his Rogers talent. hater. I don't like him, but I know he's good at football. Yeah. And like, that's what the award should be. And it's like the he's the biggest jerk in the NFL. No, he's not, man. Like, <laughs> God, there are 100 players that are worse than him. Oh, yeah, it's just Aaron Rodgers is a franchise quarterback uh-huh. and is in front of a camera and, like, all the he's time. anti-vaccine, but he's not going out there and beating the shit out of his girlfriend. So, like, maybe I'm wrong. I put the abusers way ahead of Aaron Rodgers on the jerk yeah. list. Like, honestly, he's not top 100. I mean, Frank Clark's still in the league? Point. Yep. <laughs> I made that comment that, like, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's in front of a camera all the time. This is something I've been realizing, and Mel, I don't know if it's something you've recognized – but, like, the amount of cameras that surround some players on the football like the field. Like the J.J. Watt effect. Game. Even when they're not on the field, the camera's on them. Well, that and, like, so I look at, like, when Aaron Rodgers, when he broke the touchdown record in Green Bay, and he's having this interview with Aaron Andrews at the end of it, and then they, like, hug. And as he's, like, walking into the tunnel, there's, like, seven cameras that just, like, kind of half-circle him and are following him all the way to the locker room. 
And it's like, how would you react to that as a player? Like, keep a composure or a straight face or not look at the camera and just be like, blah, like, what's up? Because I feel like that's something I would do. Like, you're going to be in my face. What's up? But, like, just to keep that same composure and just, like, keep your focus on walking and not making a single, like, bit of eye contact with the camera would be so difficult. It's like the same thing with Big Ben the other night. Dude standing there, like, throwing the I love you to the fans, yeah. nothing but cameras around. Doesn't look at a single one. I feel like that would be so hard to just ignore or always have in your face. I think the Pat McAfee experience with Aaron Rodgers has actually been very bad for Aaron Rodgers. Do you it think has so? clearly been great for the Pat McAfee show. 100%. But I, I don't know that anybody has looked at Aaron Rodgers over this season and been like, yep, I like and respect him more now. Yeah. Because even like before the season, you liked Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, like, he's I, and I did like him on Pat for. McAfee because you, like you got to see that other side of him. But now it's like you see the other side is it's just the opinions come out on everything, and nobody agrees with his opinions. So that mm-hmm. doesn't help the case. And anytime he talks about anything, Aaron Rodgers, all I see is the smugness and the like arrogance of him. Just like I don't know, even the way that he sits in his body language. It speaks of, I, I'm too good to be here. Yeah, I Even do look he, at that. Like, he voluntarily signs up to do it every week. He's still yeah. like just laid back in his seat, like oh, just yeah, kind of yeah. sunken in the couch with like a glass of whiskey or his chair, or whatnot. And oh. it's almost like I just I don't care. Yeah. It's so like, and to me, again, maybe I'm being biased here. It just comes off as you know I'm doing you a huge favor by being here. Like I don't have to be here, but for my friend AJ Hawk, I will. <laughs> I think he's actually built a true friendship with Pat McAfee. I've kind yeah, of heard him talk now. about that, yeah. which which is great, and it is awesome. But you do kind of see that composure come off of it as well. I do wonder how Aaron Rodgers would be in person, like not like mm-hmm. no cameras around. I wonder if he's one yeah. of those guys that is actually like His chill dude, love him. or if it's just like a well, some right, of this guy is a douche. Yeah, like David Bakhtiari's come to yeah his defense. Devonte Adams seems to love him too. Also. Winning cures a lot of problems. 100%. And he's very good at football. So, I mean, you know, another guy that's still in the news is Antonio Brown. You want to talk about winning, curing problems. He's an absolute knucklehead. Like, he's probably at the top of the jerk list. Yeah. He's he's still, not only is he in the NFL, he's still a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, which I find more interesting every day because Bruce Arians ended his press conference on Sunday by saying – Antonio Brown is no longer a buck. Well, Bruce, he is. It's <laughs> General Wednesday. Manager's like, shut your mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. I've seen uh, tweets two days in a row now, probably going to get the third one today, where Adam Schefter says Antonio Brown was not on the waiver order. Yeah. It, but to me, it's starting to make more and more sense of why he has not been cut. I think this is the Tampa Bay Bucks playing defense of, okay, you're not going to play for us. You're not going to anyone else either, though. <laughs> You're not going to Green Bay for you know the next couple games. You're not yeah. going to Kansas City. You're going to sit your ass in New York. I hope you enjoy the Nets game because you're not playing football for the rest of the year. And I, I think they will. I think they will pay him. He was on a very small contract anyway that was very incentive-laden. So he's not going to reach those incentives. Have fun. Have fun not playing football. Trade deadline's passed, too, so they can't even do that. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that they can do, they could cut him. Or you could just hold on to him throughout the playoffs. I wonder if this is maybe the NFL telling him that. Like, we don't we don't want to do this. We don't want any more storylines. We don't want him going anywhere else. Yeah. We'll even pay the contract. Just keep him on roster. I wonder 
I don't know that he's done anything against like NFL rules, like leaving mid game. I don't know if there's anything that the NFL could be like, yeah, we're suspending you for that, by the way. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could. Maybe like, that's contract uh, detrimental. Yeah. So I think they would just hold on to him. I don't expect him to be cut. I didn't even think of that, honestly. Like, let's just keep him. I just thought of it last else. night. Uh, as soon as I saw that tweet come through, I think it was Schefter that has been tweeting about how he's not on the NFL list. I think they just hold on to him. And honestly, I think it's smart. Yeah. And I mean, we heard some people listen to the Dave Patrick show this morning before we hopped on. It was like, you know, let's say Antonio Brown goes to the Kansas City Chiefs for like five games. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Like, even as like a Chiefs fan, don't want, you don't no. even want to risk that. But even as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, you really don't want that to happen. Yeah. Because on the off chance that it is good, and that I do think that if Tampa Bay cut him, he could refocus in for the next month <laughs> and be dominant. Which yeah. is crazy that you even have to like negotiate that and be like, Cody, hey, if you keep your shit together, we'll let you play. But I think he could over the next month. A uh, nice little playoff run. And knowing his crazy ass, he'd probably go to Green Bay just so he could face Tampa. I don't know. Exactly. Maybe maybe he would. But No, I definitely think that he would. And that's why I don't think that we will see him get cut. I, I think that Tampa Bay holds on to him. And honestly, uh, that's the storyline I love the most. Don't cut him. He's on a one-year deal. Keep him. Don't let him play. And then next year, what's really going to be sad is somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah. I don't think we've seen the last of Antonio Brown. I would not be surprised if we see him in the playoffs for Tampa Bay. Really? Yeah. Damn. I think it, they're not going to get the bye. Green Bay already clinched. But So if they play week one of the playoffs and maybe struggle a little bit or the offense isn't clicking the way that it's supposed to, Tom Brady goes to Bruce Arians and says, hey, got to bring our guy back. Like four more games. Try to win a Super Bowl with him and then do whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Yeah, because, I mean, that is another three weeks away. Let temperatures kind of settle down a little bit. Yep. I mean, that would be so annoying, though. Oh, it Because, I mean, that just goes to show Antonio Brown. Like It's like a kid throwing a tantrum. If you pick him up every time they cry, they know I can cry and I'm going to get it picked up. Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm still good enough. You're going to have me play. <laughs> Next time, instead of running through the end zone where no one is, I think he just beelines – Straight across midfield. <laughs> like, not only does he take off shoulder Lace pads, down. Like pants are gone too. Like, everything's done. I'm out of here. Uh, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like he's trying to get banned from the NFL. I feel like he's been trying for years. <laughs> right? Yeah. Four <laughs> like, years. Dude started by freezing his feet off. I will say, and maybe this is insensitive of me, but I don't really care. I'm glad that people are finally starting to come around on the like, hey, you know you're not a doctor. You're just on Twitter. You don't know anything about CTE. Yes. Like, Are some of these players suffering from CTE? Definitely. We're probably never going to know for a long time. Some of these players are just stupid and not good people. I feel like a lot of people just think, yeah, you're in the NFL. You're super smart. I mean, you can be football smart. Yeah. But like outside of that or like just handling your emotions, you're not mature enough to do so. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown is clearly not that. At every stop of the way, he's had a problem. And everyone, I think everyone always goes to, like, the the Vontaze Burfitt hit. Yeah. And it was like, ah, this is, like, this is where everything changed. It was like, was it, like, really, though? Was he like this before and we just didn't see yeah. it? Yeah, and that's where I kind of mentioned it the other day. He had problems in college. Yeah. I was way before that hit. <laughs> that was a terrible hit. It was, it was tough. <laughs> yeah, knocked him the F out. Uh-huh. 
maybe that furthered some problems. And I'm not saying that it's not CTE. It just that's become such the like blanket. Oh, let's blame everything on that. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys are just shitty people and shouldn't be in the NFL. I think he's one of them who has exhausted his time and should not get another free agency pickup or contract. I'm sorry. I don't think he belongs in the NFL. Uh, but another guy who's maybe making a return is Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Another pat on the back for me. I think this is going to happen. And I think it's going to be scary. He's man. supposed to be at practice today. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really worried about the Titans now going into the playoffs. You still found ways to win. Like You had some ugly losses. Uh-huh. I thought their weather. season was over, honestly. When they lost Derrick Henry, I, I thought that maybe they would get in as like a wild card team. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're the number one seed in the AFC. It kind of worked out for the Titans, though, with his injury, the timing of it, because they really didn't play anybody. Yeah. Like, they went on that four-game stretch of, you know, beating the Chiefs, Rams, Bills, and I think it was the Colts was the other team that they faced there in that stretch. But it's like, you look at Tennessee, and it's like, yeah, we won these games. Then he goes down with an injury, and then you just kind of play everyone else thoroughly. Like, they haven't had a tough game since the Rams. Like You look at New Orleans, whatever, Houston, that was, I believe, the bad weather game. Well, they had a Tana tough Hill game through, against like, the Patriots, but they got their asses kicked. Yeah, but like at that point, it's like yeah. you know they didn't have – I think that was a game they didn't have A.J. Brown, Julio, or Derek uh, – yeah. So even like yeah, some of their wins. So it's the like Jaguars twenty yeah. to nothing. Yeah. So like you you get these wins and you get everything, but it's like now we found ways to win without Derrick Henry and still be a productive offense. And it's like okay, now we get him back for the playoffs, and now we have a one-two punch. So now it's not like okay, hey, we were struggling to win games. Now the load's all back on Derrick. It's like yeah, actually we can you know fluctuate this between Derrick and Deontay as much as we need to through the playoffs. And that, to me, is scary. Yeah, I think I've been saying it for years. Like, it, you know, you, it, anytime you talk about the playoffs, like, oh, who's the scariest team in the playoffs? To me, it's always been the Titans because they can't just like, oh, is the weather cold? Doesn't matter. We're going to mm-hmm. give Derrick Henry the ball 35 times. And now not only are they going to be able to dominate in cold weather if they get it, Yeah. now you're going to be at home the whole way yep. if they win. And, and I honestly, I do think they have somewhat of a home field advantage. Yeah. That crowd all together, like, as much as we kind of might want to overlook, like, ah, oh, that's kind of ticky-tacky or kind of, like, just cheesy, that how, how, how that they do. It gets like, the people going. Dude, it fucking, like, the first time I heard I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, they all just did that in unison. Titans. There's <laughs> a reason why opposing fans hate it. Because Titans fans love it. And honestly, I thought it was cool shit, too. I did, too, but that's what scared me. It's like, <laughs> I fucking like this. Uh-huh. But if and I energy, allow like a, a third down, you know, third and three, and Derrick Henry just right. runs over my DB, and then yes. I hear the crowd do that, it's like fucking right. hey, Because that first again. game back, you're hosting a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Crowd's going to be electric. Derrick Henry's coming back. That's just going to add to it. Yep. Like honestly, I feel bad for whoever faces the Titans in the playoffs. And that stadium is pretty loud for as open as it is. They have them speakers deemed right at the field. Every bit of noise just straight those fans there. hit lower Broadway, get a little rowdy, and then yeah. come into the game, and then go out and get even more rowdy afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good experience. Not yeah. gonna lie, uh, but it will be interesting to see. Obviously, Week 18 still to play. We have um, Saturday football. I almost got really sad because. Uh, college football is pretty much over, and this is a depressing time of year for me. But the Chiefs play on Saturday at least, uh, so we'll have NFL Saturday games. And then, 
obviously Sunday games are going to be great as well. Also great is our great sponsor at Miners and Monroe. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikeUp10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Uh, it's a great online store. If you are local, it's right here near us in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Or like I said, go visit them, minersandmonroe.com. Use code MikeUp10. Awesome. Next up is going to be Gunspot.com. Be sure you visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week, and there's no hidden fees at checkout. The price that's listed there plus the tax is what you pay. Also, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when danger arises. Make sure your position protect you and your family. You can do that with Gunspot.com. And for segment number two of the day, I wanted to recap the fantasy football season um, a little bit for my own benefit, too. Uh, we talked about your reflection the other day and self-reflecting. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do that too, but also here on the podcast. Because I can remember a lot of the fantasy football takes uh, from draft season. And I remember having my eye on Matt Stafford. Uh-huh. And you as well, uh, our guy Matt too. Everybody was looking at Matt Stafford. And then he fell in the draft. And honestly, I was able to swoop him up. And he was very good for me. But I was looking back at some of the leaders and the guys that played very well at the quarterback position, a couple of them to me, that everyone was telling me that we had to draft. Like everyone was you have to get in on Kyler Murray. Yep. Kyler Murray's gonna be great. You have to grab him while you can. And uh Lamar Jackson was another one. I think he went in the first or second round of our our main league. I know that we're both in a lot of different leagues, but I would say yeah. our main league that we're in, he went very high. I feel like he went high in a lot of drafts. Uh Russell Wilson is a guy that usually goes very high in drafts. None of them finished in the top 10 of quarterbacks this year. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. And I know there are probably people already even listening to this right now. They're like, oh, well, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson were hurt. Yeah, that plays a big factor, especially yeah. when you're looking at fantasy. <laughs> kind, of, kind of the point of it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I need you out there every Sunday. Yeah. Best ability is availability. And with Kyler Murray, I wonder if this is going to be a continued problem. If the inconsistencies, the injuries, missing some games here and there, I wonder if there's going to be a future problem where that's just a trend with him. Yeah, I'm I not mean, as worried about it with Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson, but with Kyler Murray, his size, the hits that he takes, I do worry about him missing games becoming a trend. And I feel like we can look at Lamar Jackson and be like, yeah, I mean, Baltimore just got hit with the injury bug like yep. throughout the entire season. They just had bad luck all year. And they didn't really have any receivers, but like you have Rashad Bateman, you're probably going to get another receiver in this year's class. So like if you can just get those guys to develop, you have targets. And I know we're going to get to this in a little bit, but like you have Mark Andrews as well, so that's at least reliable. And he's still Lamar Jackson who makes plays, but then when you look at Kyler, he's got all these weapons around him already. Like he has everything that he needs, but like he's still dealing with some injuries. And we've kind of heard the rumors that he likes listening to his dad, his advice over anybody else and how he needs to take care of his body. And sometimes – You've said it before. You've said it on radio all the time too. Like sometimes, at some point, parents need to know when to just step away and like or get out of the way. Yeah, and it's usually and allow other people to school. do their job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after your kid goes to high school, you could probably start listening to that coach over your parent. Mm-hmm. Now there are some parents who probably like know what they're talking about over some of these coaches, but I can tell you, as soon as you get to Texas A and M. You can shut the fuck up, Dad. <laughs> you don't know more than these guys. Or, uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and transfer to Oklahoma. 
Yeah, you're going to want to listen to Lincoln Riley and what he has to say over Pops over there in the corner. And yep. now you're with the Arizona Cardinals. Like, <laughs> their training staff's making millions, like, as a group. It's the best of the best. They are doctors. Yes. <laughs> like, let's listen to what they're doing. Or you have a personal trainer. Listen to them. It, am I wrong to say Kyler Murray looking a little chunk this year? I agree. Which is different than thick. Thick looks good. Kyler looking a little chunk. Yeah. I, I know because I've seen it. His, okay. uh, <laughs> it was his ankle injury, that right? Uh-huh. If you hurt an ankle, you can't do nothing. Yeah. You can't move that thing. No. Hurts even swinging all crutches. Can you swim? I don't know. Just I don't gonna, know if you want to do that. That burns calories. Swimming's probably a good idea, actually. You could do plenty of that in Arizona. I, I can tear it out. It ain't ever cold. <laughs> Not that I'm know. aware of, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm looking at that quarterback position, too. And... The ESPN leagues, where I feel like a lot of people play fantasy sports, looking back at the top five quarterbacks this year in fantasy sports, at number one is Josh Allen. And it's it's not close. He's 25 points ahead of the next quarterback. You had and, him as your uh, number two quarterback when we built our list in the summer before the season started on fantasy quarterbacks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had him number four. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember looking at Josh Allen and being like, okay. Do you want to hear your top ten list and kind sure. of compare it? So number one, you had Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Josh Allen. Three, Aaron Rodgers. Four, Stafford. Five, Tom Brady. Six, Russell Wilson. Seven, Lamar Jackson. Eight, Justin Herbert. Nine, Kyler Murray. Ten, Dak Prescott. I'm going to say, that's a pretty good list. <laughs> that is a pretty good list. Here's mine. One, Patrick Mahomes. Two, Dak Prescott. Three, Matthew Stafford. Four, Josh Allen. Five, Lamar Jackson. Six, Rodgers. Seven, Brady. Eight, Tannehill. Nine, Murray. Ten, Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson. And obviously with Josh Allen, he gets – I think it's honestly – I'm just going to say it's because he's white. He's sneaky athletic. I don't even yeah. know if it's sneaky. People just don't respect how big and athletic he is. I think he is a more like – and I don't want this to come off the wrong way, like aware of hits, Cam Newton. Like right. I feel like Cam Newton welcomed hits. Uh-huh. Josh Allen's more aware of like, I actually saw what happened to Cam Newton. Don't want that happening uh-huh. to me. Yeah, I'm going like, to dodge this one. He knows that he can take a couple in a game, but after a while it's like, ah, I'm going to slide. Or hey, like, I'll hey, run over every DB here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Defensive lineman, I'm not about to take that hit. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm bigger than you, I'm going to run your ass over. Yep. And it, but sometimes he'll hit you with uh, like a little juke step or something like that. But I mean, he's the number one quarterback in fantasy. The number two quarterback, this one even surprised me this morning looking at it, is Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time this year when he was a uh, MVP favorite. I feel silly not having him on my list at all. And it, I mean, he kind of fell off. He did, he's another guy who has really good weapons around him, though, and had a very good season. Uh, Tom Brady n- comes in at number three. Uh, I expected him to have a very good year. I think that he is, but it's a, it's the Tom Brady standard of like you're going to have to do something really special for it to stand out. And then Patrick Mahomes comes in at number four, and I think the interceptions have been pretty big for him. Yeah, detrimental. He's got 13 on the year. Yeah. It's like surprisingly, he hasn't thrown that many touchdowns. He's at 35, which is not it's good, but it's not special for what we're seeing this year. Mm-hmm. I will blame a lot of that bullshit goal line stuff that the Chiefs do for his lack of touchdowns. I would agree with that. Run a fucking play-action pass instead of letting Travis Kelsey take a snap. It took forever for them to just realize, I don't know, maybe it was Mahomes or just terms of play calling, you know, whether it was Eric Bieniemy kind of getting in the flow of it, of, hey, let's run some easy short stuff instead of 60-yard bombs every other play. 
Like, I feel like that hurt them very early on, or in that yeah. middle chunk of the season. But and I mean, then, um, still, though, you're right here at number four. It's still a good year. Yeah, number four. And then number five, Aaron Rodgers. And that just goes to show how different real football is versus fantasy yeah. football. Because even the gap between Rodgers and Mahomes is 15 points. There's a little bit of a gap there, too. But I, I do think that right now Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the quarterbacks. Uh, but he had a very good year. And then Joe Burrow is another guy that's coming on. I, I will say this. Uh, Joe Burrow definitely going to be in my early watch list for next year. Son of a bitch. That offense, I think, is going to erupt. Yeah. And even I mean, those... if they just they add another one or two pieces to that offensive line, and then mm-hmm. you spend the draft on that defense, look out. Yeah. I, I think so, too. And you can buy free agents. I don't know who the big free agents are on the offensive line, but, I mean, you can go out and get veteran guys mm-hmm. and find, you know, fill holes. The, and the, people are going to want to play with the Bengals. They're, they're going to be good next year. Yeah, They could win the AFC North again. I mean, if you're a defensive player and you're looking around, like let's say Honey Badger, the Chiefs right. don't sign him, Bub, go to Cincinnati. Yeah. It I might mean, not be real. the most exciting like destination to play, but I think you can look at that young roster that they have. Well, he's going to be with all of his defense. other LSU brothers. Might yeah. as well call them the LSU Bengals or the Cincinnati Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like um, you know, T. Higgins is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Boyd is somehow the number three receiver on that team. Uh, he might be the best number three receiver in the league. One hundred percent. The other two receivers both went for a thousand. Their tight end is starting to come on. Yep. Joe Mixon had a, I think, finally lived he's up to second the second in the league in rushing. Yeah. I mean, he's been like, and I know I talked about this when we were on radio too, kind of coming into the season, but like. Joe Mixon is one of those guys that's like finished, I think, the last couple of years in top five rushing, and people just kind of ignore it. And I understand why going back to his days in college. At the same time, this guy's been a productive player in the NFL for the Bengals. Yeah. And now you throw in, you know, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and make plays that way, and the receivers with Joe Burrow. It's like, yeah, this guy has plenty of opportunities to make things happen, and he has. Like, and that's why I said a couple of weeks ago, the Bengals, in my mind, are better suited for the playoffs than the Patriots. So that's when it really came down to, hey, are the Bengals good or bad? Can they contend for Super Bowl? It's like, yes, but the Patriots not so much. But now we look at the Patriots, like they're they're just still young. We just don't know their names. Yeah, and honestly, looking back, I gave you shit for saying the Bengals were Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I I was probably wrong. <laughs> like we did it again, and I think they are Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. I, I'm really worried about running into them again in the playoffs. And everyone's like, oh, you just make these defensive adjustments. You think they're yeah. not going to make offensive adjustments? And, and now, like, okay, I think it's scary. You're taking Chase off over the top. Right. What about Higgins or Boyd underneath? What and about this tight end? give a little bit of confidence. Yep. Sometimes that's what they need to get over and to really peak as a team is, oh, my God, we just beat the Chiefs. So here's – I saw someone tweet this earlier, uh, yesterday actually, and they're like, as a Chiefs fan, I don't fear anybody in the AFC going into the playoffs. We're going back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe this is just me being worrisome. I'm worried about every team in the AFC going into the playoffs. I think it's a very like, good – Like if you run into the Chargers AFC. round one, uh, worried about that. You yeah, run into the Raiders. Right. Maybe three, you face them three times in a season, that's going to be kind of difficult. And they've showed multiple times before, yeah, we can beat you. Right, the Titans, obviously. Yeah. The Bills are always scary. That's straight-up redemption game for them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans, and it's not just Chiefs fans, but they're specifically bad at it, is like they want to speak things into existence. Yeah. It's like if they're super stressed out and worried about every team, 
fans will be like, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're going back to the Super Bowl, or we're going to the Super Bowl. And like, I said, the that. Chiefs are not that good. <laughs> Our team can make it. Like, okay, honestly, like you have to look at all these teams in the AFC that are in the playoffs. I think every single one of them has a chance to win, except for the Raiders. If the Raiders make it to the playoffs, like I'm not scared of the Raiders. The only time I'm going to be worried about the Raiders is if the Chiefs are facing them round one. Like for a one round like upset win, I think they could do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but like I could see the Chargers making a if run. If they do, the though, Titans. like David Carr's going to be like, "Fuck, why did I delete that tweet?" <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be finding the screenshots, yeah. retweeting it. I told you, bitches. <laughs> yeah, y'all motherfuckers wouldn't listen. <laughs> now you, but except for he wouldn't use that language. You motherfuckers. Yeah. He probably wouldn't even go that hard. <sighs> what the That's freak, dude? I was looking at the running back position too, though. You mentioned Joe Mixon, and he had a very good fantasy year. Uh, the number one running back in fantasy this year was Jonathan Taylor, though. And that was another guy that I had my eye on. I was going to draft him in the first round, but I didn't get to. He was uh, your so, number eight. You had yeah. him ranked highest out of the me, you, and Matt. or Yeah, you, Matt, and yeah. I. When we did this, you had him ranked highest at eight. Yep, he had uh, 360 points this year, led the league in rushing. The next closest running back, so Jonathan Taylor had 360 points. Austin Eckler finished number two with 314. That's, you know, a, that's a big gap in fantasy. I should have taken Austin Eckler in that first round. I, granted, I had the number two pick. Maybe I should have been the second <laughs> because I went, I think I went Christian yes. McCaffrey, Joe Mixon. I should have taken Austin Eckler in the second. Yeah. I, I think that he's a guy that's so sneaky, though, that I knew that he had a good season. I didn't know he was the number two running back, though. He catches yeah. the ball so well out of the I backfield. I mean, he's though. finished first in running backs in fantasy like the last two seasons. He's been up there every year. But it's because uh, he doesn't have a lot of rushing yards. He has 800 rushing yards. Like, you look at it and you see other guys, uh, like Joe Mixon has 1,200 rushing yards. So almost 400 more rushing yards. But Austin Eckler has 65 catches out of the backfield. Yeah. And it's seven touchdowns out of the backfield. You start throwing in those PPR numbers. It's like, shit. Exactly. Exactly. And then another guy that, honestly, uh, I was kind of wrong about was Najee Harris. I was kind of wrong about him, kind of right about him. Because in fantasy, I said stay away from Najee Harris. Yeah, rookie running backs. Because I offensive line was bad. Yep. And he, did, he averaged like four yards a carry, which is not good. But he got a shitload of carries. Yeah. <laughs> and he went for 1,100 yards and caught the ball 70 times. I knew he could catch out of the backfield. Like I like him as a running back. I didn't realize he had that many. Exactly. I did not expect him to have a good fantasy season as a rookie. And he did. He was the number three running back, uh, even ahead of your guy Joe Mixon, which is crazy to think about how good of a year he had. But in those PPR leagues, which I feel like most people play, Najee Harris having 70 catches is huge. Yeah. And I think that he will continue to have that similar success. I think that offense is going to run through him for the next, you know, seven, eight years probably. I agree with that. Yeah, no matter who the quarterback is. And then uh, your guy Joe Mixon comes in at number four. Another one at number five. This is ridiculous. Is Leonard Fournette? Man, he did. Every expectation you had preseason of the of the running back position was wrong. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, could you imagine building this list? Alvin Cook. Yeah, none of those guys are up here. It's absolutely crazy. Zeke Elliott comes in at number six. Even Uh, I think he was a guy that's usually picked high. I just love seeing these guys. I'm just going to read off like the top ten players at running back Jonathan Taylor won I don't think anyone saw that one coming even if you you know I had him very high like you said didn't Mm -hmm. see it coming Austin Eckler Najee Harris 
Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette. That's your top five. Zeke Elliott at six. Cordell Patterson at seven. James Conner, eight. Aaron Jones, nine. Alvin Kamara, ten. Like, there are just so many guys. Like, like I said, there's no Christian McCaffrey. There's no Dalvin Cook up there. There's no Saquon Barkley. Those are guys that are going top five in your fantasy draft. Uh-huh. And they're Nick not even Chubb? top ten in their name. position. You didn't say Nick Chubb, did you? He was number 11. Okay. I'm not ready to talk about Nick Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> he was very good. He missed some games. He's still a very good runner. Fantasy-wise, he just doesn't catch the ball. He had 19 catches this year. Which, yeah. which is fine because that's not who he is, but he still runs the ball very right. effectively. So it's like we look at you know uh, Cleveland. Maybe if you just give him the ball another seven times in that last game, maybe he's up there. Yeah. Granted, you have one more game. You know, you have another week here to kind of add to this list. Maybe it changes things up a little bit, but at the uh-huh. same time. And I tell you, another guy that I did have, I had Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones this year. Aaron Jones played very well. I will not be drafting Aaron Jones in the first round next year. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I might be drafting in the first round next year. Really? I think that we're going to see a switch. I think A.J. Dillon is going to be running back one. I think he is, he's RB1 for the Packers for the rest of the season. You get in the playoffs, I think they're going to run the hell out of him. Damn. Yep, I, I think we're seeing a changing of the guard there in Green Bay. Uh, and in fantasy, Aaron Jones is so good. If I could grab him in maybe like the second or third round, hell yeah, I'll take that. I haven't been paying attention enough to like kind of what they've been doing in terms of running back, so it's definitely something to but, keep yeah. an eye on moving forward. That's season. because I drafted him, and I'm like, oh, my God, A.J. Dillon's getting another carry? Like, why? <laughs> well, because he just took it for eight yards and ran over two people. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that's something to watch. If you for. have a running back that has linebackers making business decisions, you got something special. Yeah, 250 pounds. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think what he's I'm able okay. Yeah. It's also absolutely ridiculous what they're doing at Club 609 with their two-for-one specials uh and again they will bring you two drinks for the price of one happy hour from two o'clock until eight o'clock if you find yourself in the joplin area uh hit me or big country up i i like to go to that establishment uh, pretty frequently i like the chad nachos (laughs) i like the potato skins i like the people that work there they're fun to talk to (laughs) most of them yeah yeah most of them Uh, sometimes i do have a problem with the staff because they do too good of a job It's hey, like uh, you go thank into you for a job bringing interview. me another beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh, what are your weaknesses? Well, sometimes I fill drinks too fast. <laughs> uh, I work too hard. I show up way too early. <laughs> yeah. Those are my weaknesses, so they, I lack a lot of sleep, but I'm here early. <laughs> they do a fantastic job there at Club 609. Though. Yeah, next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, located on Main Street and First. They've been here forever. Great quality service. They'll take care of you. They pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day or as quickly as possible. They are much more than tires and lube, but that is what they specialize in. So for the full list of services, be sure to visit them at downtownloop.com. And again, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil or tire service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. And it's Wednesday, so how about we get into a little bit of would you rather? Maybe tomorrow we'll pick up the conversation with like receivers and tight ends. I had no idea we we were going to go that long on fantasy sports. (laughs) Look at us. (laughs) But we do need to get to uh, a little would you rather Wednesday. I like these, uh, and sometimes I come up with them on my own. Yesterday I tweeted it out. Hit me with your best would you rathers. 100% exclusive. These are just from twitter and our followers and listeners and i appreciate you guys doing that like i said in the beginning it makes my job easier too and it's more enjoyable uh, when other people come up with the questions 
mm-hmm. that we can answer. And again, uh, kind of our schedule that we do here on Mondays, uh, it's Matchmaker Monday, uh, dream matchups that we want to see happen, some pairings that we like. On Tuesday, we do Tell the Truth Tuesday, where usually it's just us sharing ridiculous <laughs> True stories about ourselves. Maybe we're a little too honest. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, are we too honest on Tell the Truth Tuesday? That's, and that's the best part, too, <laughs> is like there have been no lies. Sometimes I will fabricate a story. That doesn't happen on Tuesday, though. It doesn't. And like I, I want people to make sure that like, these are very genuine, honest stories and like <laughs> truths that we're speaking. Yep. And I'm really worried about the future because I'm going to get a little bit more comfortable behind this microphone. It ain't going to be good. It might be <laughs> right? good. I don't know. I know. And it, that's might, why... it might skyrocket us. It might put us right back in the ocean. We're drowning. <laughs> I, I, it's opened up to our listeners, too. If you want to know something about Big Country and I, hit us with that hashtag, Tell the Truth Tuesday. We'll put it in there. That's an automatic have to tell the truth. No, I will say if it's something that's just like absolutely ridiculous, will I delete it? it like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Answer <laughs> I, delete. I'm not giving you my social security number, yeah. my mother's maiden name, any of that. But tell the truth Tuesdays, get involved with that one for sure. Uh, you can share your tell the truth Tuesdays too. Uh, would you rather is a game that we play on Wednesdays for sure. Uh, you can get in with that. Uh, like I said, all of these have come from our Twitter followers and uh, podcast listeners. On Thursdays, uh, we've been doing good or bad. That's where we listed the Super Bowl contenders, where I said the Bengals were not. Might have to change my mind on that one. <laughs> and on Fridays, um, usually we do fan. We're trying to do Fan Friday, get you guys interested and involved with the show for sure on Fridays. Uh, but also, we'll start doing like some power ranking stuff. Five for Friday. Um, you know, you call it whatever you want, top five, power five, uh, Mount Rushmore, just fun little things, categories that you rank or draft, and we'll do those on Fridays. But this one, Wednesday, and would you rather, let's get right into it. This one, uh, would you rather be covered in fish scales or feathers? I've been thinking about this almost the entire show. I, I still mean, don't have an answer. I've been thinking about it a lot, too. I think it would be feathers. Because I feel like I would stay, like it would keep me warm. But at the same time, it's like I'm already warm enough. Like my issue is like, uh, I guess that wouldn't make sense. It would be feathers because if I get cold, just cover my head up. And I think if I'm feathers, I could probably fly. Am I in the water? Because that's the way that I took it. Like if I have one of these, if I have scales, I'm in the water. I don't know. Snake's got scales. That's not that you get a choice. Do you want to go in the? You can if you want to. Bro, if I, just, if I have feathers, that means I can fly, right? That's how I took it. Feathers all day. But at the same time, an ostrich has feathers. They just run really. You know what? F it. If you got feathers, you're fast. Ground or air. <laughs> Big country combine, see ya. When I tell you, this ostrich was running 55 miles For what? Hour. Huh? For When are you going to do this? Oh, you dog. Uh, probably like combine. first What's week that? or two of March. Because yeah. February, we usually have a lot of bad weather, so I'll be honest, it kind of dictates what you can do in yeah. terms of training or traveling. And, and it's busy, I, too. I do feel like that kind of hurt me last year a little bit because I was real close to getting 20 reps on bench press. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen because I had to miss two weeks. So uh, every year for the last two years, we've been doing a big <laughs> Every year combine. for the last two years. <laughs> but you did say that you wanted to continue to do it, that you yeah. wanted to make it a thing. So you're going to do it again this spring. Yep. What events are you doing? 
Uh, well, if it's bench, I need you're to doing the forty. ASAP. You do the forty the, for sure. Strictly the probably the forty. Last Anything year you else? did like a full combine though, and I and that I have a feeling you're up. not going to do that again. Absolutely not. Who cares about what the shuttle or three cone is? Because that hurt my fucking ankles. <laughs> I did not expect the three cone for my ankles to be like, uh, what is this, bub? We've mm-hmm. not twisted this way in a minute. And I was like, you're right. And then I was like, stiffen up. We're running a forty. The long shuttle is what killed me. Or it was like 20, in the, 40, uh, and then the I feel like the broad jump, whatever. too. People don't realize how much energy it takes to do the broad jump. So the broad jump, jump wasn't bad. That kind of helped well, me get warmed up. Well, I don't think it like, hurts you, but I think like that explosion off the ground takes a lot of energy. So now your leg yeah. is like, oh, shit, I'm tired. And then you go to do the next event. It's not as simple as just like, yeah, I'm going to jump. Yeah, it's, and it's not like it's I got a, a line where I had to wait for 20 other people to do the same drill. It was, all right, well, it's been about two minutes. You ready to go again? The legs are like, no. Did you say that not. was the hardest workout of your life? Uh, that I was unprepared for, yeah. Like, like I feel like, like there have been other workouts, like, I don't know, because, like, in high school, I did a lot of, I won't, I don't want to say funky, but, like, functional type of workouts that were, like, speed training or anything like that, mm-hmm. so I was used to doing movements like it, but I thought I was just strictly training for the 40, so my mindset was, let me just do some strength training, I'll be stronger, <laughs> which will then in turn equal, like, more speed, and it did a little bit, but it also just means I got exhausted a lot quicker, because right. I hadn't been doing the longevity or stamina training yep. of it. cardio. It's like boxers don't re- like boxers will go and they'll run and they build up their cardio so much. Mm-hmm. And I know that a couple people that I've known who have tried to fight before, like in MMA stuff, like, oh, my cardio just wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? You're throwing punches and kick his kicks for like three minutes at a time. Yeah, so like, it is a big as deal. hard as you can. Like you can't just be like ah, little jab, bub. Let me go ahead and tap your cheek there. So the big country combine though, second week of March. Months. Second week of March. We'll just so, put it there. Second week of March. Okay. So look forward to that. Yes, sir. I do every year because I don't do anything. <laughs> it you got is a great shot of you looking at the timer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll have to find my stopwatch, but I definitely will. Next, would you rather, though? <laughs> this is a, a weird one. People went with an odd direction here. Pee a little every time you sneeze or audibly an involuntary meow every time you fart. How loud is the meow? I think it, it says um, audibly. So, like, people are hearing it. It's not just, like, a little whisper. So this means even if meow. you, like, try and sneak out a fart, it's meow. Yeah. You'd be in the middle of a restaurant or a conversation with your girl and just meow. She'd be like, yeah. you just fucking farted, didn't you? Yeah, like, it's stomach gonna, hurts and you're just like, oh, I can't hold it in any longer. Like, meow. I'd be meowing like a motherfucker in the morning. <laughs> wake, you wake up, up. Meow, 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 meow. I like that the, uh, cat food commercial. Meow, 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 meow. The meow, volume meow. of the fart is a direct correlation with the volume <laughs> of the meow. Uh, can you imagine just living next to someone who goes, <laughs> meow? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so which one are you going? I will, I'll tell you my answer. Um, as a father of two, mothers have been doing this for years, peeing a little bit every time they sneeze. That was going to be my answer. That's a little... Just put a little pad in there. You don't have to tell anyone about it. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It, if we're really being honest to tell the truth, Wednesday, everybody pees their pants a little bit from time to time. There have been so many times where I'm like, oh, got to get to the bathroom, got to get to the bathroom, got to get to the bathroom. And then as soon as you get, like, home, your bladder's like, oh, you're home. We're good. Mm-mm. Not good. And it gets a little tough to get to the bathroom. 
Say, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't. Me. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that because I don't feel like I've come across that issue yet in my life. I'm not going to say I'm not going to. I am no a little bit me. older than you. It is yeah. hard. I will tell you. Uh, I'm not going you know, to too far into the tell the truth because it's not my story, and I don't want to embarrass <laughs> anyone else. But I have been with other guys before on trips, and after about an hour, two hours, they'd be like, "Hey." This is my limit. I cannot go more than two hours. I drink too much coffee. I will pee my pants. I will say it's it's no one that anyone knows. It, it's somebody else that I know personally would be like, hey, just for future reference, two hours is my max. Yeah. After two hours, I will be running to the bathroom. Does that get annoying then when you're on a road trip with them and it's about like, man, every hour, hour and a half, it's like, hey, doesn't it stop? I mean, that is you though. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, I, mean, I thought we, that was the whole point of your story. No, this was a, another oh. guy that I had a, a legit conversation. Like, he wasn't trying to be funny or anything like that. Uh, we were on a field trip, and he said, like, hey, two hours kind of a max. Let's keep it within that radius. <laughs> Getting a little older, drinking a lot of coffee, two hours. Then I need to make a stop. <laughs> I was like, all right, noted. I didn't want people to like, think that I was talking about you. I thought or, you like, were that for a because when we went on that trip to Tennessee. But when we went was... on a road trip to Tennessee to, to Nashville, hour and 15 is your limit. I, I think it was because I had drank so much of that fucking Petey Light or like Gatorade Light or whatever. So yeah. I could rehydrate myself. My body's like, bub, we're hydrated. Get it out. It was not that long of a drive. Every hour and 15 minutes. I, I felt but so like bad. an hour and a half, you were sweating. Yeah, yeah, it was like I, I, I can't think about anything else anymore to not have to pee. Now, how about this one? Now, would you rather pee out a marble or poop a bowling ball? Dude, I don't, like that's just significant damage either way. I will say that I've been lucky my entire life. I've never had problems with kidney stones. I had a buddy who just had to pass one. I hear they're terrible. I, I've not had to do that. Um, I've known people that have had to. It sounds terrible. I've seen childbirth. <laughs> I think I'm maybe going to go with the bowling ball. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would just pee out the marble. I'm just thinking because it's not that big. Like it's I mean, people like, do it. Like I know that shitting it's not... out a bowling ball, dude. Like that would. I think that if you you have to scale it down a little bit, a bowling ball is probably too much. That's too big. But like a softball, softball, yeah. You're like a miniature basketball. Let's say it's a softball. I poop out a softball. Yeah. But a bowling ball? Like, like that's doing structural This damage. might be too much of, like, anatomy here on the show, but, like, there's, like, a woman, like, I don't know how to say this. Like, in terms of pregnancy, like, you hear stories of, like, sometimes everything kind of rips giving birth. Oh, yeah. So that kind of helps out for them. Guys, you got nothing to Dude's tear into. talking pregnancy. Yeah, <laughs> I just, like that. <laughs> I'm not trying to tear my nutsack off shitting out a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just straight up going to say it. I don't know how else to go about it. I don't want to do that. There's softball all day. Bowling ball, no. If you're leaving me between bowling ball and a, a marble shooter, I don't know how big a shooter marble is. I don't remember the last time I played with marbles. Maybe that's it. My, that's marble. If you if it has to stay to bowling ball, I'm doing a marble. Next one. Start Baker Mayfield next year or draft a rookie from this class. If I'm the Browns, I'm drafting a rookie from this class. Same. If I'm a team looking for a redemption story or a quarterback to come in and kind of be a bridge into the future, I don't mind taking Baker Mayfield in that situation. Yeah, and just looking into Baker, I guess maybe you could play him next year, I think, is his fifth-year option, if I remember right. So he's on I contract. I think the Browns already picked it up. Uh-huh. 
So I would probably play him for another year, but is he going to come back on that one-year deal? Like that's a lame duck year is what it's referred to. Like guys want to get paid. They want their money. Yeah. So it's going to be a weird situation. I would almost look into drafting another player, a rookie, especially given this year's draft class. If the Browns are drafting around 15, 16, you can get QB1, QB2 maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, when we talk, let's see how Sam Howell looks at the senior bowl. And his draft stock could rise back up into putting him in the first round again. Right. That might be a guy, you know, Desmond Ritter's there. Yeah. Malik Willis. I'm, I don't want to make this, like, hot takey. And I know I've been saying, like, Russell Wilson team New York. But when I look at the opportunity for New Orleans to possibly been on, be in on that situation as well and Russell Wilson to kind of dictate where he wants to go, I think New Orleans is probably the best option for him unless New York kind of gets everything fair out and is healthy. But if they miss out on Russell Wilson and they get an opportunity at Baker Mayfield, I think that could be a nice one-year fit for them. Yeah. Where they guys kind of transition of like, all right, we're giving the coach and general manager another year. Here's Baker. Mm-hmm. If it still doesn't work, we're, we're done with all of it. Yeah. I think they should blow everything up now, but I have a feeling they'll probably wait another year to do so. Yeah, I I do wonder what's going to happen with this Baker Mayfield situation in Cleveland if he wants to come back there. Yeah, I I don't know if I would. Honestly, I feel like you're done. Everyone's out on you. It feels like it's going to be a mutual split. of He doesn't want to go back to Cleveland, and Cleveland probably doesn't want him back. So uh, that's definitely a situation to keep an eye on that could get messy. I, I do think that there are probably teams that would want to trade for him. I mean, the Panthers traded for Sam Darnold, so somebody will probably want to trade for yeah. Baker Mayfield. And I do, I honestly think that if he goes to a different team, he's going to have that chip on his shoulder. I think you could get a good couple of years out of Baker Mayfield. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's ever going to be like a franchise quarterback, but I think he could be a really, really good bridge quarterback. Helps you compete, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like If you go down as being a bridge quarterback and you find a way to make a career out of that, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, right. his name just crazy for that. But like, as he becomes a veteran, now you're the that backup guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's not a bad gig. No, if you get it. Like I know you're the first overall pick, and you you want to be a superstar. But at the same time, that's a pretty good second option. Yeah. You plan B there's it's not bad at all. Uh, next, would you rather two more for you? Listen to only Johnny Cash records for an entire year. Or go to one game in Norman wearing an Oklahoma shirt. I will tell you, you will never find me in an Oklahoma shirt. John, I mean, I'd pick Johnny Cash. I just feel like Johnny Cash all day. And I, I don't love Johnny Cash. I know I've had strong opinions about him on other podcasts. I think that he's overrated. I still think he's good. Yeah. So I know a lot of people think that I probably hate Johnny Cash. That's I never understood why Johnny Cash was as popular as he was. Because I feel like his voice... Preaching to the it's choir, not hard. man. I don't feel like it's hard to replicate. No, I, I, I feel like I've been doing that. Ring of Fire, correct? I've been singing yeah. Ring of Fire and the tune of Johnny Cash my whole life. <laughs> Joaquin Ring Phoenix, that's fire. my thing. Like, that's it. Like, he uh, did a fantastic just, job. Just Johnny I Cash do like shit. Johnny Cash's songs, though, and some of them are funny. Uh, I'm taking that one all day. I will uh, even when I like do bets. People always want to bet the Red River game. Like, oh well, if Oklahoma wins, you wear this. That's not going to happen for me. <laughs> it, it's an irrational thing. Like, I would rather embarrass myself and do something stupid. You're just going to Nick Saban them. It's not going to happen. So yeah. I'm going to ask him. I, if you want to bet with me on the Red River game, I'll do it. I'm not wearing anything Oklahoma. I'm not putting a hat on. I'm not wearing the shirt for a day or whatever. I don't know what it is. 
I cannot do it. I think I've told the story before of being in Lids, the hat store, like trying to find a new hat. And my girlfriend put an Oklahoma hat on me. Like I wasn't paying attention. She throws it on my head to where all I can see is the fucking bill of it. I'm like, what is this? I look in the mirror and I have a maroon hat on. And I'm like, no, that's not funny. That's I, I got to work on that. <laughs> Legitimately angry the second I saw what was on my head. It almost ruined a relationship. <laughs> Spoiler Seven. alert. Relationship didn't work anyway. <laughs> like, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I can't. I cannot wear Oklahoma stuff. Not. I won't do it for a bet. That's not part of the wager. Can't do it. Give me Johnny Cash all day. I'm right there with you. Next up, though, let's. How about this one? Fight a chicken every time you get into your car, or you fight a bull once a year. Now I have to wonder if this person that sent this in. I appreciate it. Have you ever been on a farm? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen? A bull. <laughs> no. <laughs> no chance. Like, you that. drive by a field of cattle, uh, people are like, oh, I want to pet the cow. Like, oh, there's a baby cow. I want to pet it. Like, yep. one, that's a calf. So let's get that fixed. And two, you see the mom? That bitch weighs 2,000 pounds. They are angry animals, it, too. All the time. Like, they're never, never know, like, hey, man, like, what's up, dude? Mm-hmm. I'm just a dumb cow. No, I'm very aware that you're walking in this field. And then you get a bull who probably hasn't been around any other cows in a minute, and they're pissed off, full of testosterone, like, oh, you're in my area. Bitch, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and, and they don't miss very often. We're right here in a very rural area where there mm-hmm. are, there's a lot of cattle. Like, you know a farmer if you're from this area. Been around a million cows. They're not these little fluffy, cute animals that are just like, yeah, let me walk up and bet you. Yeah. Like usually if you see a video of like a guy who's out feeding cattle or something, they're so used to seeing that guy that they're just like, yeah, whatever. He feeds me. Yep. He's cool. I know where my food comes from. It's yeah. him. Don't hurt Or him. there's like dogs working the cattle as well. They're like, no, I'm not fucking with that dog, so yep. I'm going to stay back. You put a stranger in a field with some cows, your ass is getting ran down <laughs> real quick too. Yeah. Because they do run. I mean, I grew up going like raccoon hunting with, with my family. That's something they do. You send dogs out into a field, sometimes they cross into a cattle pasture, and you're walking into these trees like, okay, this is where the dogs are barking. Let's go track that down. And, like, you turn your head over, and there's a freaking herd of cattle, and you're like, uh, okay. And then you hear your dad go, if they start chasing you, just run around the tree. They won't be able to catch you. Yeah, not agile. You know how terrifying it is being 13 years old, pitch dark in the middle of the woods, no idea where you're at, and there's a cow going, as you're running around a fucking tree from it? Pretty scary. Also, another fun part of being a teenager and living where there are a million farms is learning how to put chickens to sleep. It's real easy. I don't even know if I should say how to do it. So here's a little tell the truth Wednesday. I'm scared of chickens. Oh, I don't. I'm, obviously, I'm afraid of birds. I feel like that's a known thing now. Everybody yeah. knows I'm terrified of birds. Chickens are almost different though because they don't fly. I don't like them. I don't want to be around them. Roosters can go fuck Did themselves. You say them fuckers don't fly. They'll like get in your face. But I, I honestly, I think it's because I spent so many drunken nights as a high schooler around chickens that we would chase them fuckers down and put them to sleep like make them pass out you can rock them to sleep tell the truth take their head and put it under their wing and then you just have to lightly rock them and they pass the fuck out <laughs> they, they're not hurt okay so i don't need Peta coming after me on this yeah. one and then you Go just lay them on the ground and they just like a little baby that you're putting in a crib they just fall asleep for a while 
Oh man, so my experience with chickens is totally different. My grandparents had them, mm-hmm. and these were the free roam, the free roaming chickens. In terms of like their fence was the entire yard, mm-hmm. and so you'd be walking around and you look up at this little tree playing tag or hide and go seek with your little cousins. There's a fucking chicken there. Well, you try to mess with the chicken, it and then like or you try to take their eggs, wings, and jumps. The people oh, that do scared that the shit out of me as a kid. Dude. I had no idea they were so protective of their eggs. So I can remember yeah. being at a friend's house and then being like, "Oh, I have to go collect." eggs like i gotta do my chores before we can play football it's like all right cool and they're like hey just stick your hand under there and grab the eggs for me we'll put them in the bucket we'll be done i'm like yeah fine i put my hand in there and that hen starts backing the shit out of my hand <laughs> i'm like hurt. What, what the fuck is her problem like, yeah, she's protecting what she thinks they're her babies so chickens can fuck off too I'm not fighting a bull, though. I will kick a chicken across the yard. Sorry, PETA. <laughs> Every day of my life, I'm not fighting a bull. I'm not riding a bull uh-uh. either. Props to people that have the cojones to do that. Right. Either that or they've just been smashed off because of the way a, a bull bucks. That just, that's a terrifying experience. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I mean, that. that's instant CTE. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, oh, I rocked it. I didn't. I leaned forward when he went up. <laughs> We're butting heads. You're going to lose that yeah. battle. Hundred out of hundred times. Yeah. Thank you. Next. Or the people that like that rodeo and they'll do like the stuff in between and you'll get people that just stand out there and then they'll let a bull loose. And it's like, oh, if it hits you or you chicken out, you're done. Last man standing wins like $50. Yeah. The fuck are you thinking? (laughs) I'm stupid enough to kind of maybe want to try that, but I know it's going to be my ass that like loses the bull for a second. Seeing Uh someone fall, like not get on the guardrail and that bull is going to be like, oh, sitting duck horn to the ribs. So and I don't allegedly, I don't want anyone taking my word on this one. If you do stand still, the bull won't bother you. Like if you just, if you don't flinch, if you don't chicken out, the bull won't hit you. But as soon as it like sees motion, it's like, yep, you're fucked. Yeah, but I feel like I'm gonna stand still and be in a spot where the bull's like, I know you're not moving, but I still see you. Yeah. And then he's gonna be like, Why are you in my space? Fuck it, I'm gonna hit it. No, him. I would never do it. But yeah. I'm just saying, allegedly, there's a trick yeah. to it. Oh, I know what videos you're talking about. Where you stand in the hula hoop circle, and it's like, yes. try to be the last one. Uh-huh. Here's my thing with the chicken on this. Would you rather? <laughs> let's say you forget something in your car, and it's like, fuck. I left my wallet in here. I got to go get it so I can get in the, like, inside the apartment building like to scan in. I got to fight a chicken again. <laughs> I, just, I just fought one. I got to fight it again. It's like, fuck. Right. And where does it respawn? Does it respawn in a spot, like the same spot, so you just get used to... Getting out of your car, taking three steps, and kicking a field goal, mm-hmm. and it's just chickens out of the or way. Is the chicken is it, already in your car? Is it a small space? Is it coming from your back seat up front? Oh, that's a. So it I'm looking outside. at it as like on your way to in the car. Uh-huh. That's what if I was thinking. If it's in your car, the question does say every time you got into your car. I'm still fighting the chicken, but that does make it more interesting. You just have to keep your windows down all the time, so you have four exits of where this chicken can go. Because uh-huh. if it's one, like, let's say it's it? in the back, you can just kind of lift it out that back window. Have you seen the TikTok video of the bird that flies in that guy's car? I've been wanting to tag you in that, but I haven't. No need to. I've been tagged in it at least 50 <laughs> times. Absolute terrifying. Another tell the truth. I don't roll my windows down when I get fast food. Because I'm terrified a bird will fly in there. It's like even in the Ooh, summer, the spring, like it's nice outside. Most people would roll their windows down, feel the breeze. It's nice. They're having a good day. Not me. If I go through a drive-thru, every window is up until it needs to be down. 
So when you like you roll down your window to order food and then you roll it back up till you get up to the window? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you don't have food in your car yet. No, I know. But even if, if they hand me my bag of food and they're like, oh, we're just waiting on your drink, we'll say. Window's going up. I'm what? not sitting there. With, just on a drink? Birds at drive-thrus are absolutely crazy. They're fearless. It's like man. they are in meth. McDonald's fries are meth to birds. They get all hopped up. They're willing to do whatever it takes to get a fry. Like, oh, you want me to peck his eyeballs out and then you'll give me a fry? Say less. We used to do this all the time as kids. We'd go to Sonic and Lamar. And the the way our window was, you could kind of crack open the very back. And you could stick your fingers through the fry and, like, flick it. And we'd, oh, like, no. flick it in the parking lot. And, like, next thing we know, there'd be, like, a, like a, I want to say a pack. I don't even know what they're called. Flock? Thank you. Flock of birds. <laughs> a whole school fries. of birds there. <laughs> yeah. No. I've done the drive through zoos before, which are great. My daughters loved them when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And, but they have those big, gigantic birds. What are they called? An ostrich? Yeah, ostrich and the other ones too, <laughs> like an emu. Yeah. And, and the rule is like, oh, don't roll your windows down. Don't feed the animals. Mm-hmm. No one listens to that rule. Yeah. Except for me when it comes to those nasty fuckers. My daughters are like, let's feed it, let's feed it. I'm like, hell no, roll the damn when window. You go, up. When you go through those, they give you those large pellets uh-huh. to like feed them. Well, there was a family in front of us because we went through one as well as kids. And my dad had tried to feed one, so he just kind of rolled it up in the window because he didn't want to peck in his fingers. Yeah. So he rolled it in between the window. Well, that ostrich starts pecking it and missing it and striking the shit out of the window. So then he like rolls down the window, literally punches the ostrich, and then throws the freaking treat down. So then the ostrich kind of goes away. But there was more ostriches that the family in front of us were an explorer. They had the back trunk open, so like zebras and donkeys and stuff could like yeah. walk up and you could feed it. Well, that ostrich is looking at this kid's toes and starts pecking at its toes. I remember it vividly. And this kid is just screaming and wailing, trying to kick. And that ostrich mm-hmm. is like, "Look at all these treats. There's ten of them. Just peck, 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 peck." <laughs> insane i've been terrified of ostriches since i don't like them at all these are wild animals there are a lot of animals that i would fight before i would fight an ostrich have you seen people ride them yeah i have i've been to a drive-thru zoo before and like that was one of the options that you could ride an ostrich i I, I personally feel like i would break the legs of an ostrich yeah but i mean it was for like children I would oh, not yeah, put sure. my child on an ostrich. I'm sorry. You're not going near there. What, are you going to hold it to its mine. neck? <laughs> oh, you want to ride an elephant? Mine. Sure. Like, yeah, it could trample you to death. You're not touching the ostrich, though. You'd let your kid ride an elephant? Actually, I'm a little weird about that. No. Okay. I, I would say no. I don't think I would either. Also, I don't know if I'd let my kid ride a camel. I did that once I've as let, a kid. I've, I've ridden a camel with my child, actually. <sighs> it's just weird and uncomfortable, honestly. And it's not like you're going fast. Like, they enjoyed it at the time. They probably don't even remember it now. Mm-hmm. But I know in my brain, elephants kill more people per year than, like, any other animal. And also, I'm not, like, a circus guy. I'm not going to a circus. And I feel like that's where you usually ride elephants. A circus can fuck itself. <laughs> I'm not going to a circus. They treat those animals like shit. I kind of want to go to a circus. I've never been. I just want to see what they happen. But now I don't feel like circuses are cool because there's no I animals. I think you would probably leave angry. Because everyone's like, oh, man, the poor animals. I'm sorry. I don't care. I think you would. They beat the shit out of those animals. Oh, you got you to gotta like do the trip, dog. Yeah, like it's a lion, dog. The elephant, ride the ball. <laughs> now nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, ride the ball. <laughs> Damn it, I yeah. said jump off there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get paid. Ride this ball. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's it for us with Would You Rather Wednesday. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow on Thursday. Maybe we'll revisit
our Super Bowl contenders now that we've had a couple weeks and teams are starting to look different. But that's it for us today. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Go in there, mention us here at Mike Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Also, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, no problemo. They'll help you find it at Roper Kia. Again, mention Mike Up. Get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride.